Hey everybody, welcome back to our first real video back in that normal cadence. Today we are talking about print on demand and why it is sneaky. So let's jump into what it is, why it is, how to do it correctly. Um, so really, really quick to get up to speed, if you don't know what print on demand is, it's the thing that you've probably seen a lot of um, entrepreneurial YouTubers or other social media personalities touting the benefits of just make a quick design on Canva and then put it on this website. And when somebody orders your product, they'll put your design on that product and send it right to them. Uh, a lot of times you'll see videos kind of like this one. If you're not making an income from your laptop yet, try this free side hustle. First, go to Canva and create a design. A simple design like this is perfect. Download it to your computer. Next, you want to sign up with Shopify and download the app Printful. Printful allows you to sell these products with your design on and they will do all the printing. I'm choosing this phone case. The phone case costs 11, I'm selling it for 25 so we can profit $14 per sale. Lastly, submit to store. Time to customize our website. Don't stress, a simple modern looking one like this is all you need. When you get an order, Printful will print your design onto the product and send it directly to your customers. And I mean, those videos are not really necessarily telling you anything that's not true. That's really what print on demand is. It is at its core. Instead of manufacturing a thousand mugs with a design on it, you make the design and these people will have, a, you know, blank mugs ready to go. And then when somebody orders your mug, they will then print on demand. They will print the design on there and then send it out. Now, obviously, unless you have rights to anything with trademark on it. We've done some videos on licensing. Um, it has to be your own designs. And then of course that you need to put it on a storefront somewhere like on Shopify or something for people to be able to purchase it. But that manufacturing aspect has been taken care of um, by the that print on demand vendor. Now let's talk about why it's a slippery slope and why those YouTube ads or those YouTube people or TikTok, you know, business creators um, are telling you kind of a partial truth. So the all this is doing is that it's crossing a manufacturing hurdle and people that tout the benefits of it, like it's this cure-all, they're conflating um, this with a like sales hurdle and that's the part that they glaze over and yet that can be the you know if not the most important that is one of the most important parts is that this is not a sales funnel this is not getting people to buy your thing um if we look back at that video that i played just a moment ago you know she says you put it on your shopify when someone places an order that is, that is the biggest part. When, if I make a Shopify store with some original designs from Canva, it doesn't matter where you got them. Uh, well, I mean, unless somebody else owns them, but you could put them on your shop, a Shopify store and it will just sit there in the vast nothingness of the internet and nobody's gonna get to your site. Are you making social media accounts? for your store or are you leveraging your existing social media accounts to drive traffic to that store? Are you running ads to get people to that store? You still need to do all of the other aspects 
of running an online store, you've just solved for the manufacturing component. And I don't think we talk about that enough whenever I see people talking about using print on demand. Um, you could have, you know, you could have one over the other uh, and I would, and, and what I mean to say is if you had one or the other and then you flipped it, like if I had sales and no print and, and I couldn't use print on demand, um, it's sales or demand or purchase orders that people want to buy your product is as good as gold. You know, if I had a big, big order from a vendor, let's say like I made just a shirt in my home and I wanted to screen print it or something, but I didn't even do it and Urban Outfitters sees it on social media or something, and they said, hey, we wanna put in an order for a thousand of these shirts. Um, I could take this to a bank, small business bank, and say, hey, I need a loan to finance a run of these thousand shirts. I have an order for it already. Um, and that's uh, called PO financing, which is something you can do. Um, that, see how like we found a solution because there were sales on the other side of that coin if you have well i don't need to run a thousand i can run just one i have tons of flexibility in the, in the manufacturing but i don't have any sales on the other side of that it doesn't matter that you have flexibility um you you it's a slippery slope because a lot of these people will get you to sign up for stuff sign up for shopify with their affiliate link sign up for printful or printify or uh there was another one anyway um you know sign up for these things and get everything ready and be paying your monthly payment to all these people um and and, and it's as good as not having any of that set up because there's nobody there to buy anything um so that's kind of the point i'm trying to make is that we're really trying to you should really keep an eye on these things so part three of this is how i would deployed like a print-on-demand type um, service. Uh, something that is great when you're, an issue that you have when you're running stuff with like a large, let's go with t-shirts. If there was a, a screening shop that ran t-shirts and they, pro they usually have MOQs, which is minimum order quantity. And if I wanted a new design on a shirt, I'd have to commit to whatever that vendors or whatever you can negotiate their MOQ to be. But if I used a print-on-demand service, I could run just one of those, theoretically. I could put it up on the site without having pre-made any, and then as people order, you know. Um, if I'm not 100% on the design, or I want to A-B test maybe 10 different designs on my site that's already getting traffic from, you know, marketing or paid ads or, or so, some other means, um, and I maybe only had the money to finance one of those as a large scale run, I would use print on demand to iterate different versions of those designs, see which one sold the best, and then do a larger run with the more traditional manufacturing um, method for that design. This is a great way to use print on demand is to test. Let's say I make t-shirts and I'm thinking about mugs. I could take some of our best selling t-shirt designs, put them on a mug through a print on demand service and then put it online, see what, see what it does. Maybe all the ones that sold well as t-shirts 
sell well as mugs, and then I can go to a manufacturer and do an actual run of, you know, a couple hundred mugs, a couple thousand mugs, um, before, uh, once I know that people are going to be buying it. And if it totally flops, you know what, no big deal. I just put it on a print-on-demand site. I didn't actually make any, so only five people bought them. No big deal, I'll take off the site. We'll try something else. We'll try phone cases next. Um, the reason that you want to move from print-on-demand to more traditional manufacturing when something is doing well is because print-on-demand has really bad margins. That is the really the biggest trade-off in that flexibility of not having to not having to pre-make all of them is that for the luxury of only selling of only printing when somebody buys it that facility that does print on demand is holding all of this blank inventory of all of these different types of items and they charge you a premium for that and so if a mug let's say a mug um, is you know a normal screen print uh, when somebody does you know a thousand of them it's a dollar for the mug and a dollar for the screen print so that's two dollars total a thousand units is the MOQ so you you know it's a lot more money out uh, at the beginning but you know maybe you negotiate terms there's a deposit and then you have some terms on the balance what have you um, but essentially you paid $2 a unit for this mug. Um, once you ship it maybe and you pay any kind of duties and tariffs on it, it lands at your warehouse for $3 a mug, let's say. And then you sell the mug for $10. Great, that's some pretty easy math. Um, those are probably not the best margins uh, still, but that's, you know, that's by industry and you can look that up yourself what the healthy margin is. But anyways, you're not losing money on it, right? You bought it, it landed, it's here in my warehouse for $3, I'm gonna sell it for 10. Um, that same mug, if I were getting it through a print-on-demand service, is probably costing me from that print-on-demand vendor with the decoration on it, um, it's probably charging me $6, plus uh, shipping directly to the customer. So either I eat the shipping or I charge it to the customer, but let's say, it's, you know, let's, it's never gonna be this, but it's a dollar for shipping. So they it, so the mug was $6, a um, dollar for shipping, $7. So now landed at the customer, it's $7. Yeah, $7. Um, and then if you go back and say, oh, well that dollar shipping, you'd have to ship it if you had it in your warehouse and you ran it. So let's say instead of $3, now it's four because I paid for shipping. So still $4 where I sold it for 10, while this is $7 and I sold it for 10, I'm making way, way less on the print-on-demand one, but I didn't have to pay for two, a thousand of these all at once. You know, I paid my $6 or seven with the shipping, I paid for shipping. I paid $7 when somebody ordered it on my site and gave me $10 and then I spent seven for this and then I got to keep the three. Um, it is a phenomenal way to, to essentially just like launder money because you are selling it for close to what you um, were charged to make it. And it's, you know, it's really bad on 
you know, the things that print-on-demand works really well with, like mugs, phone cases, hoodies, um, you know, these hoodies that are nice like this, um, they charge, you know, quite a premium. And of course, you could say, oh, well, if they're charging me way more, then I will charge way more and I will keep my margin still. So I still will get like a four times or five times return on any time somebody orders. But the problem with that is that you run into kind of the, you know, whatever the space you're in, there's kind of a ceiling probably to what people will pay consistently for um, that type of item. So if the hoodie, you know, when all said and done is costing you $38 from the print on demand vendor, and you know, you're not supreme, um, this is still just a regular hoodie, you can maybe charge, what, 50, $60 tops. You know, maybe if you have a very devout fan base um, and some really good art, you could charge a little bit more. Um, but still, you know, this same hoodie, if you were to run, you know, a couple hundred, a couple thousand, the cost is going to be like five dollars, four dollars, and all of a sudden you can compete and get like a forty dollar hoodie, a fifty dollar hoodie, and even if you can sell it for more, you're going to make way, way more per unit. Um, so it it's really a good tool for iteration. That's really how I would implement it. It is, in my mind, by no means a a standalone business some people will disagree with that um, I guess you can but the thing is you you know you spend a hundred dollars to make a hundred and ten dollars and then you have to spend another hundred dollars to make another ten dollars it is a way to make money but you are just moving a lot of money around um, and, and putting it back out just as much as you take it in and that to me feels like not a not a great business plan but again nobody can stop you if you want to go and do that but ideally you you find what's working and then you you know somehow even if it takes you a little bit of time to work get enough capital to then put in an order for something that's working at a larger scale all of a sudden it's going to cost you twenty dollars to make a hundred instead of a hundred to make a hundred and ten so now you're like, okay, for every $20 I spend, I make 100 and then I can put in a bigger order because something else is working and I have more customers and I can do a better, bigger run, which lowers my unit cost. And now for every $10 I spend, I make $100. To me, that's, that's the better way to go. Um, I'd say the only caveat to that is if you wanted a, like, for realsies, no effort kind of business, and really the only thing you wanted to be doing is maybe posting content. I get the hoodie, and then I go to the beach and I take a photo with it. And like you wanna, you wanna drive sales, you know, by doing social like that, lives, other things like that. Um, and you're kind of like a, a one-person shop and you don't want to even touch the manufacturing this you know the print-on-demand that plugs into like um printify 
that uh, that plugs into Shopify is that kind of just like automated solution. You know, the order comes in and it gets pushed right over, the order ships, the tracking pushes back up to Shopify, gets back out to the customer, Shopify deposits the difference into your account and then deposits it into your bank account. And, and that kind of system runs, again, at a very low margin, but it does run by itself. So if that is your biggest priority, yes, you could do that, but you're still gonna have to be driving sales to that site for that you know, flywheel to keep going and to gain momentum. Um, and in my mind, if you need to be working that hard to drive the sales, it's, you know, it's probably in your best interest to try to move what is working well um, into into more traditional manufacturing. So that's that's my hot, I don't know if it's a hot take because print on demand's been out for a while, but I feel like we've talked about small businesses to start we've talked about trends and things that we've seen going bust and i'm just online i see so many uh i started to see so many print on demand ones that really neglected to tell you that like kind of really important part about it so i thought we'd address it here please let me know what you think in the comments if you agree if you disagree uh, if you have a print-on-demand apparel and you're looking to move over to more traditional uh, manufacturing for that, uh, and you're looking for like a partner in the LA area, um, I do know some people from back in the day that do runs of like 50 shirts, 100 shirts, and hoodies or canvas bags kind of thing. Um, might be something to look into as you're, as you're scaling. So feel free to reach out and I can put you in contact with those people. Otherwise, I will see you on our new schedule. See you on Tuesday, next Tuesday. So a week from when this video is coming out on Tuesday. But I would try to have some other content in between. We will try to do some lives here, there, when appropriate. We were gonna do one for um, the Super Bowl because we had a lot of interesting takes on the ads. Um, but, alas. We didn't have time, uh, life happened. So, I'll see you, I'll see you, hopefully we'll both see you next Tuesday. And until then, it's business as usual.